Welcome to my Higa podcast, Experience Togetherness, an exclusive podcast in geriatric medicine, geriatric care, geriatric health, healthy aging, and life's simple pleasures. My Higa discovered trusted senior living and care. My Higa was founded on the concept that senior living and senior care is something worth celebrating. Hello and welcome back to Mahika Experience Togetherness Podcast. We are back with brand new episodes with some changes. Now you can listen to our bite-sized informative episodes within 15 to 20 minutes and pick up the next topic for next time. Also, feel free to share them with people in your family, amongst your friends, whoever needs this information. So go ahead and share the episodes and we'll keep coming back with more and more. Do let us know your views about the same. Also, leave us reviews as it helps in ranking. And we would love to reach as many people as possible on planet Earth. So you just heard Dr. Purnima, um, our expert on geriatric when it comes to, you know, everything geriatric we, we have heard. And we are so glad to have her. So um, our topic of discussion for today is end of life care or hospice care, and I will open it with some details. So end of life care or hospice care are one and same, though hospice care has been around since Dame Cicely Saunders, a British social worker, physician and nurse founded the first modern hospice in the world and started the movement of hospice and palliative care in the 20th century. Um, the basic principles of hospice care lie in the fact that terminally ill or terminal patients should be treated with utmost dignity, respect, compassion, and given the appropriate pain management, one of the most critical symptoms, and accepting that all patients cannot be cured and hence should know their prognosis with honesty. End-of-life care is also about any particular age, but about providing comfort at any age when there is no further treatment or cure that would change their prognosis. Thanks, Shruti. Uh, that was very informative. Uh, taking it ahead from here, tracing back to the meaning of the word hospice, the plural is hospices. It means a home that provides care for the sick, the terminally ill, its origins are Latin from the word hospitum, meaning guest house, hospitality. Traditionally, in olden days, they were usually lodging for travelers, often run by a church or monastery. End-of-life care is also called EOL care in abbrevi abbreviated version. Um, now, let me share some well-researched data with you, which was provided by Dr. Purnima. Uh, so here it is. About 1.55 million Americans with Medicare insurance received hospice care in 2018 and about 4% increase from 2017. Um, about half were enrolled in hospice at the time of death. Yeah, most people receiving hospice care will pass away in dignity. However, about 11% of hospice patients have been discharged in 2014. About 13% survived the six-month end-of-life period. Most hospice patients have terminal chronic illnesses that require them to be in hospice care. However, 29% had a diagnosis of cancer. 
Hospice care is usually utilized by females more than males. As we discussed in other podcast episodes as shared by Dr. Purnima, um, adults more than 85 and older were using hospice more often compared to younger adults. Hospice care is provided to adults with a lifespan of around six months at the time of admission into a hospice program. Um, hospice care includes multi-model treatments like spirituality, pain management, symptom management, secondary to their underlying conditions. Let me add some more points to this topic, Shruti. Hospice care can be provided in many ways for people who qualify and need it. At home, general inpatient level or GIP at a residential care facility or which is senior living and care, routine home care, continuous home care, and respite care. Hospice houses can provide the same hospice care, but with more services that are usually available at a hospital level. Hospice care across the nations is very similar. The only difficulty in some countries is because of poorly or untrained staff, lack of medical supplies, pain management, and so on. One of the examples is in sub-Saharan Africa, where adequate pain control is not available for the terminally ill HIV patients. Hospice organizations are now found in almost every country in some form or the other. Despite the lack of resources, the underlying philosophy is the same with dignity, respect, and compassion as the foundation of all hospice and end-of-life care. One of the most commonly noted problems in hospice or end-of-life care that I also have witnessed as a geriatrician is family issues, conflicts, fear of death, failure to recognize the impending death, and that death is not failure to be proactive, cultural norms, practices, beliefs, either of the elderly, the immediate family, the incoming hospice care professional, or caregivers at times. Hospice care changes as the elderly's condition changes. So they may receive or need less care or more care, depending on the progression of the comorbidities or cancer. Hospice care does not mean you are dying. Instead, looking at the care that is necessary to the elderly at that period in time. As mentioned many times, you know, in my own career, have I seen so many elderly being discharged at six months? And many have recovered to some extent and even lived peacefully without hospitalizations for a few years. Every human is uniquely made and hence care provided is unique and specially tailored to that individual in need of end of life care at that period in time. Most hospice care is delivered at the home of the elderly or of the family, relatives, children, you know, grandchildren or siblings. I recollect how a few hospice patients of mine had to move out of state to get the care at the sibling's place or children's place. Hospice is recommended based on many, many criteria and factors surrounding the elderly. Most hospice referral are generated by physicians who serve our elderly. A very few are self-referred. That means family can refer or patients themselves can refer. A doctor's order is always needed in order to initiate and enroll someone in hospice care. Hospice 
became a standard of care in 1993 in the United States and on different years in other countries. You may visit your country's hospice organization and I strongly urge you to do so. To learn more about hospice benefits available to your elderly in your country, wherever you may be today. Thank you for sticking till the very end. And I'm sure you are curious and have a lot of many questions about palliative care. And we promise to be back with more information. We want to help our beloved elderly find a cozy space where they can live, retire, or get care all while saving time, resources, and the environment. We want to promote the mental health and well-being of our seniors through education, empowerment, and experience. The focus of our company is cozy living, which is why we are dedicated to finding our elderly an environment where they feel comfortable in where they can continue to make beautiful memories. Our email is contact at mahika.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you in the form of questions, reviews, subscriptions, and a lot more. Here's wishing all our listeners health, wealth, and mahiga. We look forward to connecting once again. Shruti, myself, and team mahiga. Thank you all once again for listening. We are grateful you joined us in our pursuit to celebrate aging globally with MyHiga. You can explore our blogs, our podcasts. They are free to read, free to hear, and easily available on our website, www.myhiga.com. Sign up for our exclusive special newsletter, Discover Senior Living with MyHiga. Thank you.